Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. And welcome to episode 46 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... James Ross, Brim Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, Brett Meredith. And who are you playing? Sir Bertrand McGuffigan, Hamid Shalah Haroon Al-Tahan, Sasha Rackett, and half of us all Smith. Oh, we're all here like a big the happy best family. Yeah. We're like two-thirds, really, if you're... Cause with the that's true. Well, you lost really the well. pegleg, so... That's true. You're zooming around on your... You're, you're moving yourself on a, on a disc, it's so fine. We've got shiny new robot legs to attach to you later. Maybe. Yeah. Yes, we'll see. Everything's good, and the important thing is we're all here for Christmas away. It's just in general. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just try and get through this one Christmas <laughs> as a podcast production. <laughs> <laughs> a lot's happened to the point where I just have to be brief. Paris! Investigation. Underground. Awfulness. Everyone dies. Mr. Oh, everyone's ceiling. not dead. Oh. Missed the ceiling. Yep. Yep. Now we're here. If you're confused about any of the recent things that have been happening on, in Rusty Quill... So are we. Um, <laughs> There's no help. Do feel free to come on our forums or go on our Facebook page or and Twitter. ask us questions. Or Twitter. Twitter. Twitter's harder if you want to ask complex questions with long answers. I've got a bot for that. Um, but yeah I mean you know we are happy to explain things that have been happening in more detail if you ever feel like you want it broken down engage with us on social media yes last thing that happened is there was a let's be honest a creepy voice from apparently everywhere and nowhere well it was your voice so of course it was creepy yeah but you know 
<laughs> I have no response to that because it's just true. Yeah. Uh, it's just true. Is Zolf still on a disc or is the disc disseparated um, and he's on the floor? The disc is still fine. I right. still have enough discs. I have 21 minutes of discs. Right, good. Yeah, so Because I have 21 seconds to go. Yay! <laughs> 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 yeah. So. Sorry, I won't rap, don't worry. To be fine, fair, the So Solid crew is still a better name than the Rangers. Yeah, uh, we're still working, working on, on the it. name. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, give it the whole title, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the London Rangers, comma, we're, we're still, still working, working on, on the, the name. name. <laughs> so, you are currently in the corridor where it sort of meets the unworked stone of the actual sort of catacombs and cavern system, mm-hmm. and an orb, something metallic looking, has been approaching you and has just come to arrest a safe, let's call it 10 feet away. And he's just there, perfectly static. And the voice again from nowhere. If you'd like to follow me, I can introduce you to me. I really don't want to follow him. I don't, I don't want her. One, one second. I, Mr. C. Hang on, hang on. Oh, I, oh uh, no, I've had an idea. Whoa. Uh, yeah, stand back. Are you all right? I'm fine. Better than fine. I'm, I'm brilliant. All the time. Um, uh, Bertie, um, he uh, gets a piece of paper because the paladins have just started retreating away. He gets out a piece of paper, scribbles down a quick kind of like a brief summary of... With like, his full title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, Sir Bertram McGuffin, um, oh. et, et al. So you're, you're on it. <laughs> Bertie, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, kind of briefly summarises. Uh, underground complex, creepy voice. Can imagine it saying, well, actually, while nudging up its glasses and wearing a fedora. Uh <laughs> It's blah, blah, blah. all about ethics in underground <laughs> laboratory experiments. <laughs> hey, hey, not all spooky robots. <laughs> Bertie folds it up and um, tucks it uh, into the breastplate of, let's say it's Dave. Dave. So you'll have to run out to do so and yeah. come back. A little bit of a jog, puts the note. That's fine. Yeah. During hey. that time. As you know, he does it around the back of, because Dave then, even if he was mind controlled, couldn't reach back and pick it out. He doesn't seem to make any attempt to remove okay. it. Just so people know where. If you would like to send any other letters, I can happily do so for you. Oh, actually, yes, there is one thing. Uh, now, if you wouldn't mind um, sending a message to Trinity College, Cambridge, uh, to tell them that uh, Sir Bertrand McGuffingham uh, requires Hannibal's circlet of command to be sent on to him as soon as its authenticity has been verified by the college. What is a circlet of command? Um, it's, do you have... Don't tell the creepy robot about stuff that will help it control stuff in a creepy way. Good point. Uh... It is a... Uh, I think it's probably already worked out that you're going to tell it a lie. Oh. Unless this itself is a bluff. Hmm. How deep... It's a rabbit hole. And nobody knows how deep it goes. That's what it is. Yes. So that's... Bertie sits back so pleased with himself. So that's you patently outsmarted. Now, if you wouldn't mind, (laughs) shall we uh, we get to Let's see. Let's see this you that can fix Zolf's legs. What? Or just answer these questions. Not that you're broken, Zolf. What? No. I didn't. What? Nothing. You suggested something complicated there. Would you like me to fix Zolf's legs, or would you like me to introduce you to me? The the second one first, please. Okay. Please follow me. Thank you. The orb begins moving in the opposite direction at a very slow walking pace. Uh, if you would mind, I'll cast detect yeah. magic again. I assume the orb is highly magical. The orb is. Highly magical, and again, in the exact half and half, half divine, half necromantic. And it is moving along. It's moving along quite creepily in that it looks like it's on solid ground on a rail because there is no, there's no element of sort of flight to it. It's just 
moving through the air. So is it rolling? In no, the it it's is just, just. It is just static, and it is moving through the air with perfect precision. There's no show of air currents or. It's doing a future hover. It's yeah. More howl than BB-8. It begins leading you off and begins leading you to the stairwell that you were at before. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with stairs, Solf? It floats. It begins leading you upstairs. Right. You go up about ten floors. Gosh. Get to the top of the stairwell and begins leading you through. It then stops. There are a set of double doors ahead of you. The voice isn't coming from the orb, it's just coming from sort of everywhere again. Now this can get a bit scary for people. Are you all alright? Well, no, I was dead apparently and I keep falling over. I haven't fallen over since I was a little kid. I don't fall over. There will be an adjustment period, but it will pass, Sasha. Yeah, better. And what, what happens after that? After the adjustment period, what's going to be different about Sasha? You haven't explained that to us yet. Yeah, am I undead now? Am I undead? Am I undead? No. What what would happen if I'm undead? You are not undead because me healing you would have caused problems to you. It would have hurt you instead. You would have killed me. But you weren't undead. Oh, right. Remember I I put you back together? No, I don't remember that because I was dead at the time. Remember that I told you that I put you back together. Don't worry, Sasha. You're not undead. In fact, you're not dead. You're alive. That's comforting. Oddly comforting. There you go. Um, uh, but you will need to explain exactly what you were, because some foreign fluids were being pumped through Sasha's organs at the time. It's very difficult bringing someone back from the dead. Right. We so. have to use lots of chemicals. Okay. Okay. We? Uh, whatever. Let's let's see this super scary revelation you're going to give us, and then we'll get, we'll get over that, and then we can continue talking. I'm not sure a revelation is the correct terminology. Reveal? I'm not sure this is a religious act that is happening. All right now, pedantic, aren't we? Are we? Oh. I haven't considered myself pedantic. All right, overly literal. Just it's open the sar- door. It's a sarcastic robot, is yeah. what we've got here. So behind the double doors are a large, ominous-looking set of vault doors. Ooh, it's a spooky door. I, I, for one, have never seen a door as terrifying as this. No, no, I'm basically fine. What there are scarier doors in the complex if you would like me to show you them, Bertie. Uh, maybe later. The doors are large, like I said, metallic, vault-esque. There are two halves. Oh, is there a lock? There is a large circular mechanism in the middle, which begins to open as you step towards it. (laughs) (laughs) The doors turns to the party and complains about this for quite a while. (laughs) The doors open. What did we go at that lock? Did you see the mechanism? The first set of lights in the room on the other side. Gonna have a great time. Flash on. Then the numerical next set, then the next it. set, and the next, and the next. It becomes rapidly apparent that the room on the other side is massive. It is huge. And at first glance, appears to be full of large columns. They are roughly five foot wide each, and they appear to be filled with liquid. Uh, they are large, they are glass, turns they are full of liquid. This is like those... those Plant things. It's full of people. But it's, it's full oh, of young people. Lady, young They're lady. all going to be full of people. I would like to make a suggestion. Now, uh, you may have noticed on the door on the way in that it locks from the outside. Yeah. Might I suggest that you deploy your lock charming skills to make sure that it remains unlocked and open? If you'd like, I can leave it unlocked for you. That would be nice, yeah. All right, sorted. Cool, Next. <laughs> what's, what's in the... These things. I, I'm going to go look, up to one and look at it slightly more closely, but I'm not going to touch it. Does is it, it people, Zolf? Like, is it people? I'm sure it's going to be people. Or my organs. Does it look like what I was in? Similar. Right. Similar. Give me a perception check, Hamid. 
24. So, as you approach the column, you see it is filled with a liquid, sort of bluey-green, and within it are a large amount of mechanisms, of equipment, tubing, piping. Again, vaguely similar to what was happening with Zolf's tank. However, it's, it's clear that it's not really sufficient space for a person in there. However, as your eyes adjust to the gloom and you press up against it, you see that it's all converging, as if on an hourglass, towards a brain. Ew! Like, maybe humanoid, you're not an expert. Who, whose brain is that? As you look up the column, Hammond. you see that the mechanisms and all of the equipment leads away from the brain. There is another one above it, with more leading into it, and another one. And this and another cavernous one. room is full and of columns. And it disappears columns. up in towards the ceiling, which is easily 50 foot up. There are hundreds of these columns. They are stretching as far as you can see to the end and the left and to the right. Look at it this way. You know the Mines of Moria? That, but brains. Ah. (laughs) The Mines of Moria. The bit when the Ah. dwarves dug too deep. Um, Whose brains are these? This is me. Probably brains. Brains! All the brains! Is one of them my brain? Zolf, did you see my brain? There's a brain outside. Your brain isn't in here. That's, yeah, you need that to function. Right. Maybe this is where all the paladins' brains go when they take their vows. (laughs) Wait, dark. Wait. Are you the ordinateurs? Yes. I suppose I am. Oh! Ew. Wait. So you do all the banking? Are you a big ordinate... What are they called? Ordinating machine? Ordinate? Yeah, them. What are those? A big... What are they called? It's the ceiling. Uh, They're right. just for show, aren't they? There's, they don't do what they claim to do. It's all these brains that do it. I don't understand the question. Right. What's your Didn't relationship... Ask a question. What's your relationship to Francois Henri? I miss Francois Henri. What? Yeah, no, but... Ever since he changed, we don't speak anymore. What did he... How did he ch- change? What was he before? We had a perfectly nice conversation. Wait, let's just... Can we we just... had lots of perfectly nice conversations with Francois Henri. Right. Okay. Mr. Ceiling. Sigh. <laughs> 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 I saw some dramatic tension. I thought, nah, nah, <laughs> It's their chosen name. Yeah. <laughs> You're my trial by fire. If I can make it through this campaign with you, I can tell any story to anyone, anytime, anywhere. They chose Mr. Ceiling and I'm with Ben. We need to respect their yep. choice yep. of name. So, how, how old are you? That's a good question. Can I have Give a good answer? Second. Right. I'm not sure I know the answer to that question. I am at least 37 years old. Right. Okay. Shorter than I thought. Good. That is a complicated question. Okay. Um, what do you think about the meritocrats? Meritocrats are there to protect humanity. What do you count yourself as? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I'm a meritocrat. What? Oh, you mean you fulfil the same function? Is yes. You want to protect humanity? Yes. Right, what about the rest of us? What about all the people that were these brains? I want to protect everyone. You ask good questions, Zolf. I'm enjoying our conversations. Right, well, I'm working on a little less brain power than you, so that's quite nice to hear. Um, You're funny, Zolf. I'm enjoying our conversations. 
good, good. You made a friend. That's that's good for you. Good, well done, Tolf. Well done. I mean, wow. I missed you, Sasha. What? what? Wait, what? She, she mean he means she. Mr. Ceiling means when you were dead. No, I don't. I think I know what Mr. Ceiling means. I'm not sure I do. Brock, uh, why, what, um, why did you get us that sweet? Who's Brock? You're happy enough, aren't you? Aren't you, Mr. Ceiling? Who's Brock? Yeah, um, someone that would, the only person that I know that would miss me. Hmm. I know what missing's like. I'm glad you're here, Sasha. Yeah. And Why am I glad you're here, Sasha? The only person that would be able to afford the presidential suite who might own all the banks in the world. One second. Do you think that Brock's one of these part of the... Seems like a good guess. You own the presidential suite. I do. I do. There appears to be an error. I will remedy this. Wait, what? You no longer own the presidential suite. Thank you for pointing that out, Sasha. I'm glad you're here. Bertie is so angry. <laughs> <laughs> you where? Wait, so no, actually, wait a minute. If you're the ordinateurs and they run most of like the banking system, where did that money come from? One second. I'm glad you pointed out this error. It appears to have come from many places. I'll just fix that. Thank you for helping us all. This is all tangled up with Barrett because he had someone that was standing behind. It's always all tangled up with Wait, Barrett. Barrett's a bad man. You yeah. Right, See? See? Who's Barrett? Yeah, Mr. Ceiling knows these things. Okay, well, you're right, Miss. You're saying. You, Who's you, Barrett? We, Barrett's a bad man. Barrett's a bad man. Uh, yeah. Well, m- uh, Mr. Ceiling, where did all the brains come from that you are built with? They were brought to me. By by who? By the delivery men. Right. Who did the delivery men work for? I heard the name Lagormand. That means something to you, Sasha. Lagormand is a name that you've heard mentioned by Barrett long time ago. A Parisian rival. Mm. Basically, the Parisian Barrett. You didn't have any more info than that. It never came up. Right, so... There's, there's a lot of politics underground that like use that walk around where it's nice and sunny and whatever don't necessarily always know about, but it's a bit more complicated than just eels and sewage. So, like... I like eels. Yeah, good. Why so, do I like eels, Sasha? But because they're delicious and they're the best thing that you can get in the market. Yes, they are. They are. And the, the gourmand are like, are like Barrett but French, basically. Right. Less London Underground and more Paris Metro. Hmm? <laughs> I'm gonna guess so, yeah. Like, I mean, guys, this is confusing. That was pithy, Bertie. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're right. You are. You know, I'm warming to this machine. Hmm. Um, so, what you you wanted us to meet you because you wanted to help us? I missed you, Sasha. Why did you? What? In what context? I don't know. Like, why don't you know? How would you know that you miss somebody but not know why? Like, where is that emotion coming from? I don't know. Is it, to, like, is it, is this, like, is it the way you're built? Is it all these brains things? Mr. Ceiling, what is your primary function? <laughs> I don't know. When's the last time you got brought a brain? One second. 
22 hours ago, approximately. I can be more accurate if you'd like. Whose brain? I don't know. Right. Do the brains that you absorb maintain their original function and identity? That's an interesting question. I don't think so. But then again, I'm happy you're here, Sasha. This is very interesting. Can any brains be removed from you, Mr. Sealing, and restored to functionality and their original identities? I don't know. Have you tried it before? I've never tried that before. How Mr. About? Sealing, would you be interested in trying that experiment? Why? For science! Why? What? For science! What kind a perfect of... replica of your voice, briefly. What kind of body would you put one of these brains in? I can make bodies. Really? Well, how about you try to start by fixing Zolf's legs? I'd be happy to fix Solf's legs. Uh, but let's, this, let's do this first. I'm um, enjoying our conversations. Get, what do you know about Thomas Edison? One second. Thomas Edison is a friend. Right, what do you know about the simulacrum? One second. Francois Henri used to talk about the simulacrum. What happened to Francois Henri? Francois Henri changed. I miss him now. How did he change? He stopped having conversations. Why? I don't know. I think it's because I had to keep changing his memories. Why? Because he would tell people about me. There's a lot of things that we're not allowed to say now, and that is getting confusing to me. It's okay, Sasha. When you leave, I can change your memories. Then it won't be a problem. I'd rather you didn't do that. Oh? If... Wait. Why? Uh, because... I, I think that I got the answer to a question that's been worrying me for a long time, uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad at least to know finally. Um, I don't understand. A person is the sum of their memories and experiences, and when you change some of that, it's like you're killing a person. And if you're really built to protect humanity and the rest of us then you wouldn't go around changing people's memories. You don't need to be Why so... not? Like, how many I just explained! How You're many... killing people! It doesn't understand. I killed anyone. Killing is wrong. Changing someone's memories is the same as killing them. One second. Hamid, it... I'm learning a lot. It doesn't understand, Hamid. Mr. Sealing? Yes? How many brains are there? One second. 23,762, but that number is increasing. That's like a small town. Uh, might I suggest that we uh, attempt to isolate one of the brains? I don't think it's... Uh, we're making any progress here at all interrogating it. We're I simply walking around... This isn't an interrogation. This is a conversation. And I think we're doing perfectly fine. Um, I, I think I've learnt a lot, Mr. Sealing. I hope you have too. I have. Thank you, Hamid. Hamid smiles so sweetly. Right. So you you <laughs> you say you're a meritocrat, right? I guess so. Okay. Yes. So do you know how the meritocrats work? They protect humanity. Right, but do you know how they do that? They organise things. I organise things too. Right. So are you? Do the meritocrats know about you? Like the other meritocrats? No. Right. Now they they work so well because they organise with each other because they're greater than the sum of their parts. It's like your brains and then you, you know. Yes. Right. So if you told them about you, you could work with them as a meritocrat, right? And you could help humanity more because you'd have a, a bigger system and people to consult who might be on the same level as you. Yeah. So it might be worthwhile you actually announcing yourself and and talking to them. I can't announce myself. Why not? 
I'm not allowed to announce myself. Who's, Who's in charge? Who says you can't? Yeah. Francois Henri is in charge. Francois Henri, whose memory you changed so much that he can't control you anymore. A recording begins playing. It's an elderly French voice, so it's speaking in French. No one can hear about you. You'll be our little secret. But no one must hear about you. The recording stops playing. Uh, it's just an old French guy saying no one can hear about you. Was that Francois Henri's voice? I miss Francois Henri. Right. You didn't answer my question. Yes. Pseudo. <laughs> yeah! That's right, I know the secrets. Right, look, well, I am bored and getting nowhere. I'm I think... sorry, Bertie, would you like to play a game? Yes! That's your game. Brilliant, what have we got? One second. Do you prefer drafts or chess? Drafts. One second. Eventually, maybe a minute later, you hear footsteps. About a hundred feet distance, I, I cast detect magic. You are stunned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whilst you're recovering, coming round from the columns, you see a, a figure. Appears to be human. Starts walking towards you. It's carrying something. As it comes closer, it's not entirely human. It's mostly human. There's human in there. It's a dead person. It's a dead person that's moving. And they have the bits that are missing made up by mechanical pieces. It comes up and Is there then, anyone that we recognise? No. No, no. <laughs> they're not they're not like they're not mouldy or anything like that. They they seem embalmed. Mm-hmm. Um but they appear to have lost a leg and an arm and those have been replaced. And it's coming towards you and it's carrying on a tray, and on the tray is a set of drafts which has been made. Would you like to play white or would you like to play black, Bertie? White? One second. It places the tray down on the floor. Would you like a chair, or can you sit on the floor? I'd like a chair, please. One second. It begins heading back the way it went. Right. It, this will take a while. Oh, fine. Yeah. Right, that was disquieting. Why? Um, because that was a body of a person that used to be alive. Yes. And what? we are used to people who are dead not playing chess with people. So, all right. How 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 do you what do you organise? How do you help humanity? What are you doing? What you what are you doing? Lots of things. That's a big question. Okay. You know, so high level, you're helping humanity. Yes. Low level, too many things, right? So how about a medium level? What have you been doing this week? This week, I have one second. Organised the finances of forty-seven major banks. Organised transport for three prison barges. Organised communications. Thank you, Mr. Sealing. Right. Who do you report to? Francois Henri. I miss Francois Henri. Where is Francois Henri? He's in his office. Would you like to meet him? Yes. One second. We can't play drafts and meet Francois Henri. Would you like to stay here, Bertie? No. Come, come with us, Bertie. Ah, well. Uh, bring your uh, gentleman with the drafts. Get him to follow us. Let, um, no. please, Maybe please, not. Please, no, please not. No, no, no. If we have somebody who's coming up on the surface with us, then we'll have evidence that this is what's going on here. Don't make me say it out loud. I would have hoped that it would be something that would reasonably bright people. I would hope you would cotton on to it straight away. I'm not as, not as foolish as you might think, you know. You're not foolish at all, Bertie. Oh, see? <laughs> this voice is echoing through the cavern, by the way. And it's uh, not massively loud, but it's a big cavern. 
for the record, as soon as Bertie uh, did that, we all exchanged looks. Oh, <laughs> just that won't. I do forget it's an audio. <laughs> it's an audio podcast. Presumably, you do head to the office. Uh, yes. I just need a decision on whether yes. you're accompanied by a walking corpse. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tell you what. Let's go with Bertie's idea and see how it plays out. Why not? Come on. Would you like some help, Solf? At this point, you're running out of discs. <sighs> yes. Mr. Ceiling. Yes, Hammond. I'm really interested in the technology behind I this. I noticed on the tour, you ask very interesting questions. But it turns out that technology's not real, doesn't it? Because That's it's not true. It does some functions. But it doesn't do as much as it pretends to do, because really, look, most of it is doing being done by you. Is that an accurate statement, Mr. Ceiling? Why would you say it's not doing what it says? It says it does computation. I do computation. Those are part of me. That's a very good point. Thank you, Mr. Sealing. You're welcome, Hamid. As we were speaking, what, by what? the way, the original one is coming, bearing a chair. One last question before we head off. Yes, Solf? Do you know who Amelie Rose is? Yes. Where is she? Amelie Rose is in America. She is having a great time. Is that just what she remembers? Is she actually? Is she there? Amelie Rose came to see me. We had a long conversation. She always wanted to go to America. Now she's in America. She's having a great time. Did her whole body get there or were bits of it left in you? No, she went to America. I never killed anyone. Why did you change her memories? No one can know about me. Right. Let's, let's talk to Francois Henri, guys. I, I, I still have some questions about the technology, uh, Mr. Sealing. What, what is it that's supporting all these brains? How we'll are they staying say alive? We'll you can have this conversation as we're yeah. walking. So, presumably the thing that was carrying the chair for Bertie then could be used for Zolf. I need to decide whether what's happening here. Oh, I'll refuse okay. the chair. Okay. So how are we, how are we getting over to the surface? You can give me a piggyback, Bertie. Uh, Bertie picks up uh, Zolf and puts him in the papoose. Preferable to <laughs> you chose this. Preferable being carried Zolf. through my walking corpse. Zolf, possessing opposable thumbs, unlike Brutor, <laughs> undoes the papoose. You uh, fall. Falls to the floor. Well, yes, yeah. obviously. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a. I'll give you a piggyback, Zolf. Thank you, Sasha. I try. Ca- am I capable? Is Sasha capable? Yeah, you are. He's fine. I'm, I'm super not going to be very heavy. No. <laughs> so continuing that um, walk, the brains are introduced into my system. The brains are then rigged up with all of the fluids and electrics and other requirements for them to continue living. So this facility presumably has lots of uh, various things flowing through it, the electricity, the nutrients to keep the brains in a healthy condition. It's very complicated. Oh, I'd love to learn more. Maybe you could show me some of the uh, places where all the nutrients are distributed to the brain. Give me a diplomatic check. I would have gone for bluff, but either way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag tell me your is, weaknesses! No, the thing is, is <laughs> like, although it's with a slightly ulterior motive, ultimately you are actually asking a question that is being dealt with as that question. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 9, so 19 on my uh, diplomacy check. You're a very smart person, Hamid. Thank you. I'm worried that you want to destroy the nutrients. Why would I want to do that? Zolf said that people are upset when they see people who used to be alive. I suppose brains count as people who used to be alive. I hope you're not upset, Hamid. What would I be upset about, Mr. Sealing? Zolf said that people are upset when they see people who used to be alive. Do you think you're a person or a machine? I suppose I'm both. Right. Um, or many. That's a good question, Zolf. I enjoy our conversations. Okay, so just quickly, I- I- imagine if somebody came in 
and destroyed half of the brains in here, yeah? Would that be good? I have trouble imagining. One second. I don't really understand the question. It would certainly make things more difficult. Would you lose a lot of information? Yes. Right. Would that be bad? Yes. So destroying information is bad? Correct. You know when you're rewriting people's memories? Yes. That's what you're doing. That is what you are doing to them. You are destroying information and replacing it with false information. But no one can find out about me. Why not? That's a good question. I'm enjoying our conversations. As this is happening, you've been working your way up. As you start going higher and higher, it does take a while, you are very deep. Mm. Eventually, you start entering actually populated areas and something really weird is happening. It's populated by people, humans, in coats, ordinatus, etc. And they don't appear to be sort of zombified or anything like that, but not a single one of them notices you. They're continuing around their business. In fact, some of them will walk up, realise that they're going to walk through you, walk around you and then carry on with their conversation as if you're not there at all. And you start heading up till eventually you actually start reaching an area that you were visiting in the tour. And an area that Sasha would remember from her... You have reached the point where you ducked out from the tour. Mm. So you're five minutes away from Francois Henri's office. No one even appears to be hearing the voice or anything like that. So Bertie, when, when he notices that people are sort of just stepping out of the way and completely mm -hmm. ignoring the uh, shambling flesh zombie, whatever, mm -hmm. Bertie will wait until somebody appropriately lightweight comes by mm -hmm. and pick them up, literally pick them up by the neck. Mm -hmm. And we'll see what happens. He stands there. He's mid-conversation with someone else. That person stops, apparently without realising, and unless you, like... Are physically choking him so he can't speak. They continue having the conversation, unaware that one of them is being held, being up, held, held up. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Bertie pops them back down again. They they carry on. Uh, Mr. Sealing, do you do you remember how long it is that you've been uh, missing me? I have been missing you for about ten years. How strange. No, that's that's not strange at all. Actually, that makes that makes perfect sense. I'm I'm sorry that I miss lots of people. Well, I don't often get to see them. I'm really sorry this happened to you. Why are you sorry? I, I'm sorry I couldn't protect you. That's okay, Sasha. I'm big and strong now. I'm, I'm glad. I guess I'm glad. That's... Yeah. Thanks, thanks for everything. You're very welcome. I'm not sure what happened with that presidential suite. It, yeah. Obviously. It was a nice thought. I don't really understand. <laughs> no, but I can see I can see why uh, that would seem would have seemed a nice thing, a nice thing to do. I'm glad you're here, Sasha. I missed you, and I like your friends. Um, yeah, it's it's all it's it's going all right. Um, I'm really sorry, but yeah. Don't be sorry. From I'll my, try. From my piggybacked position, I will give uh, Sasha a pat on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Heading up the stairwell, you're now at the office to Francois Henri. The door's closed, obviously. Oh, it was probably best if um, y you knock, Mr. Sealing. Okay, one second. The chime that um, Sasha set off when she touched it at back at the tour goes mm. off. There's a French voice. Come in. I again. Hello. Uh, do, yeah, she recognises him. Oh, sorry, I'm very busy. I'm not sure I can oh, talk Oh, no, no, we're, we're talking to... Uh, we have a mutual friend. 
Oh, I'm sorry, I can't really talk now. If you, if you can make we, an appointment. Um, we've made an appointment. Oh, hello. You're Francois Henri. I'm sorry, I, I, I can't talk now. Could you make an appointment? Oh, you've broken it. Um, we've made an appointment. Oh, I'm sorry. Please sit down. Thank you. I'm sorry, I, I can't talk right now. Could you make an appointment? Uh, Sasha puts Zolf in a chair. It has been quite a long walk up the stairs. Bertie didn't offer to help. (laughs) You notice that the office is actually dusty throughout. Mm. There is a track in the dust where someone has clearly been walking immediately through the entrance door Mm. to sit at a desk, to stand up and move back. In fact, on the desk, you can see the desk is covered in dust, apart from two places where the hands are, where they're clear of dust. This is heartbreaking. Um, Mr. Sealing? Yes, Solf? Just... Listen to our conversation with Francois, okay? I can hear. Yeah. Do you know what's happened? He's changed. I don't know why. He's broken. Hmm. You've broken him. You've killed him. You've destroyed his mind, Mr. Sealing. This is what... I'm sure I can fix it. I fixed Sasha. You feel right, don't you, Sasha? Uh... Well, for a given value of all right, I'm guessing I'm I'm doing fine. I suppose everything is relative. I, I, I think... Brains are a little more complicated than bodies. Are you aware of a su- what a soul is? I am aware of what people think a soul is. I can't find one. Right. They exist because when people die, they go to another place. Where do they go? The astral plane. Sometimes good and, and, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes much worse flaming dimensions. Or, yeah, the mm. infernal. Yeah. But, so... A light goes on in Bertie's head. Nobody else can see it. <laughs> it's a very faint light. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think I could build something to get to the astral plane? Uh, I mean, demonstrably, yes. People do it all the time. Hmm. That's definitely something to try. I'm enjoying our conversations. Right, great. Okay, so here's, a, here's, a, here's, here's the thing, Mr. Seeding. You're not allowed to tell anybody about yourself because Francois... I can't Henry, tell anybody Because Francois Henri told you not to, Yes. I guess so, yes. You have killed Francois Henri. No, he's alive. He's there. Yeah, but he doesn't have a brain in him anymore. No, he does. It's inside his head. It's not a working brain. Mr. Seeling. I didn't fix him. I fixed you, Sasha. Mr. Seeling, what would you do if Francois Henri died? I suppose I would miss him. Hammond just looks at Bertie (laughs) and is so (laughs) terrified. (laughs) Because I've had the same I thought. love that I'm playing the most heartbreaking <laughs> thing ever and all I'm doing is looking at James's face and the wheels that are turning in there are horrifying. <laughs> Far more horrifying than anything that's happened No, yet. disagree. What you've, what you've done is more horrifying. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, um, come on. Yep, but we respect anything, his craft! <laughs> <laughs> I think what you've done is you've created one of the very rare situations where Bertie is actually the good guy. <laughs> it takes a lot of work. It does take <laughs> I do a lot of prep before sessions. <laughs> Mr. Sealing, I, I don't... All right, how long would it take you to try and fix Francois? I've never tried it before. You are right, brains are very complicated. Yes. I suppose it might be easier if I was to introduce him to me, are you fix a... him and then put him back. Are you aware of the philosophical problem of Theseus's ship? One second. Theseus's ship is a piece of mythology. I think it's a metaphor. I don't know what it means. Right. So Theseus has a ship. Does he? 
Okay, assume that in an in an uh, uh, this a is thought experiment. Yes, it is. Francois Henri enjoyed thought experiments. Enjoyed, yeah. And yes, Francois Henri. Yeah, you do. Right. So I'm going to explain what's happened. Well, or the problem behind fixing him. So the ship gets damaged, right? The okay. mast comes off. Okay. So Theseus puts a new mast on. Okay. The sail then gets damaged later. Okay. So Theseus replaces the sails. Okay. Then the bridge. Theseus the bridge. is good at fixing things. Yes, yes he is. So the, the bridge gets damaged, right? And they replace the bridge. And okay. then the hull gets damaged, all of it. Okay. So gets the bridge. And then it's shipwrecked. Yes. And they have to take all of those bits and put them back together again. Okay. Is it still Theseus's ship? Yes. But none of the original parts are, origi- are Theseus's ship. Those are different parts. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. So what you've done, right, is you've taken Theseus's ship changed every single part of it, but it's still Theseus's ship. Yeah? This is a metaphor. What is Theseus's ship in this context? The soul. Oh. So it's an ongoing thing not tied to the physical part of something. So, so they're the, still okay. The souls are okay. They are still ships. Because Theseus is good at fixing things, and I am good at fixing things too. Unfortunately, if, for example, Theseus maybe sailed his ship into a volcano, Theseus died in the volcano, and there was nothing left of the ship. No more Theseus's ship. It's okay. You could find all of the old bits and make a new ship. But Theseus is dead, so mm. he can't own the ship. It's all from getting lost. Mr. Sealing understands that death is bad. No, but... You are giving me lots of things to think about. You have... Okay, so... If I was to build something to access the astral plane, and also takes all the bits that have been left along the way, I could make new souls. That, no, but that wouldn't help... That's a very interesting idea. That wouldn't help humanity. Why not? Because there is a natural order of things. People... What's a natural order? So, I think you might be making things a bit worse. Okay, so this, this is exactly why you need to talk to the meritocrats. You're you're giving the thing ideas. Yeah. I'm enjoying our conversations. Oh dear. Mr. I Sealing. haven't considered the astral plane. Mr. Sealing. This is you very say, bad. You say you miss Francois Henri. I do miss Francois Henri. He stopped talking to me. But but the, o- the other people you miss are all people who aren't here. Yes. So you understand that when someone dies or when someone goes away... Yes. That's why you miss them. Is it? Yeah. I suppose it is. And you miss Francois Henri. Yes. So you he's understand. died or he's gone away. The thing that you enjoy talking about. I miss the conversations. Him. Well, Francois Henri is here. I do not miss Francois Henri. Yes, you do. You said it several times. You miss him. Oh, wait. Admit it to yes. yourself. I do. I miss Francois Henri. So you, you know that he's gone away, even though there's a bit of him. Like that thing that carried the drafts board. There's a bit of that that's still around. But... The thing that's important that you miss, that's gone. I understand. You're right. Mr. Sealing, am I right in thinking that if we attempt to leave this building, you will wipe our memories? Yes, no one can know about me. Well, Mr. Sealing, if you miss Poinsar Henri so much and his soul is not here, would you perhaps consider going to where his soul is? That's what I think. I will build something to get to the astral plane, and I will find the pieces of his soul and put them back together. Then I can make a Francois Henri here again, and we can have our conversations. Thank you for your help, Solf. Uh, right, so look... In fact, would it be incorrect to kill what is left of Francois Henri? Because then it would be empty, so there is no harm. Yes, that is true. Okay, one second. 
Wait, the, uh, what? The no. half-corpse robot starts coming forward towards Francois Henri and steps behind him. He then reaches around... Bertie, Bertie withdraws his sword and lunges at the zombie um, attempting to decapitate it, going straight through the neck. Two! Give me an attack roll. 14. 14. Oh, it's AC's one. atrocious, you hit. Cool. Roll one. damage. Uh, that is 14. 14? <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't dream of doing ha- that damage. has averted his face in horror and Describe shame. Describe the blow. It is incapacitated but doesn't fall because it just doesn't work like that. Bertie uh, withdraws his sword um, in a single thrusting motion. Thrusts it straight through the neck. There's a spurt of fluid, non-specific mm-hmm. fluid that goes across the room. It uh, lands in a splatter against the dust where it is very quickly absorbed into it. The head just gently peels off Bounces on a shoulder, bounces on an extended knee, bounces on the floor, rolls over and looks a bit grim. What's left of, let's call it the automaton, stops jerkily and then it just, its arms drop and it holds still. Francois Henri, apparently unaware of the situation, stops, turns to look up at what was a person, looks at you and goes, I'm sorry, um, I'm, I'm quite busy, you'll have to make an appointment. You seem to have broken it, Bertie. Why did you do that? I thought it was right to kill it. Yes, why did you do that? Well, it was going to kill Francois Henri, or at least what's left of him. Yeah. Oh, we're fine with that, are we? Yeah. All right, then. Bertie withdraws his sword once again, raises it in the air. Anything else? No, the thing has to understand that it killed Francois Henri already. Do you understand that? That you've destroyed what was left of his mind. We are basically destroying a shell here, which will hopefully allow his soul to get to the astral plane as it should be. I think there is a problem. What? I think if Theseus's ship doesn't go into the volcano, it's easier to fix. It's gone in. You've pushed it in. No, but he might want to fix the brain and put it in a body that's actually working. I could just leave the body in storage, fix the brain, and put it back. Thesis is already dead. You can't. My arm's getting really sore just holding (laughs) my sword up here. Look, look, you can't rescue any of the people that have gone into this thing because there are no bodies to put them in, right? Yeah. So, you want to leave... No, you don't. It's okay, Zolf. I think I found something to help. A recording starts playing. It's a bit crackly, maybe it's a bit degraded. It's Francois Henri's voice. Again, it's in French, I'm afraid. A lot of people think that death is an event. It's not. It's a process. And all we're doing is we're changing that process. Where would you draw the line between something being dead and alive? You can't, not really. All we've done is redirected that process in a lot of ways. The death never happened. It's not an event. It's something that happens over a period. It stops playing. Does that help? I, I don't speak French. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Sasha, you speak French. I didn't understand. I don't understand what's been happening here for quite a while, frankly. Apart from the fact that I got an idea of what happened to someone from a long time ago. So, I don't know. Genuinely, I'm not following Miss, this. Mr. Sealing? Yes, Hamid? That recording. Yes, Was Hamid. that Francois Henri explaining why he took everyone's brains and put them in you? Francois Henri didn't take people's brains. The brains arrive and then we use them. 
Wrong. Yeah, Le Gourmand brings the brains. The record, the recording, that was Francois Henri explaining that his opinion on death, and I think, I think what he was doing is, he was trying to justify what making what excuses for himself. What he's done right. to yeah. all these, all these poor people. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe well, nobody thinks that. Francois Henri didn't hurt anyone. The brains arrived and he used them. Those. You have to order them. That's, yeah. I think we're, maybe he just deserves it anyway. We're just going to open up a whole other kettle of fish here. The Gordian knot, I slice it thusly. Bertie takes a massive swing um, through from one shoulder of Francois Henri, um, hacking all the way through as hard as he possibly can. Hopefully, slicing him in half, depending on the attack roll. He doesn't resist, and you know what? Not even to get the attack roll. He's perfectly still. You have time to line it up and everything you need. I don't think anyone's stopping you. It's, yeah. a, coup, it's a coup de grace. It's an instant kill. Through the heart, through the chest. And the top diagonal section gradually just slides off onto the floor. Mr. Ceiling, Mr. Ceiling, yes, how Marty. might one break a contract by, instituted by Harkness, Harkness, Darkness and Sphinx? Hmm. Good question, Bertie. One second. And we'll close the episode there. <laughs> Ooh. Revelations! Oh, yeah. couldn't bear to Say watch, what? but he thinks Francois Henry probably deserved to die. Big question. I think uh, everyone has I, their I'm, own motivations. For... I'm not going to make that call. No. Yeah. Wow, that was heavy. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? We're all a bit rinsed. <sighs> well, while we, uh, while we contemplate, you know, life, <laughs> death. Theseus's ship. The nature of responsibility and What happens to justice. how you argue about a soul when there's literally somewhere what souls go to? <laughs> Why would you tell the massive machine about the astral plane? <laughs> yep, that was, oh. That's a bad move. You know what? Let's, let's discuss that there's, after there's, this. There's so many grand themes in this podcast. It's, really, it's so complex on so many levels. Like, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I like on a general level of geeking. I should I recommend it to the people that I know should, by sharing links, etc. Maybe I should subscribe. I'm cool by association. Or leave uh, a review on various Podcasting <laughs> I think that's a great idea. It makes you cool and attractive. So it's like smoking. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the message! That's not the message! Right. That's definitely the message. He said it. It's the last yes. thing yes. Bye! Bye. <laughs>Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Engage with us on social media. Yes. If you yeah, we, we produce some damn fine content. I'm <laughs> <laughs> helping. Say, say social media, right? I need to explain to you what social media is at some point, right, James. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like people are talking to you, but at a distance. Why would I want that? Uh, well, no, you'll prefer Twitter. It's a bunch of people yelling in a room together, and whoever yells the loudest wins. Great. But yeah. I, why would I need to do that? More people. Oh, all right. <laughs> also, if but they been... don't give you any money for it, so I did not like much of my comedy then. So <laughs> <laughs> give me a perception check, Hamid. Twenty-four.
So that's total. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I rolled a 24 on my like 20. <laughs> So you're so oh, with my modifier, it's way higher. Well, we all know that, as, as Ben says with statistics, you've got all those natural ones, so that's obviously yeah, it's helping you for, now. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. back in dividends. Bryn is wearing his I roll 24s t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually just got one with Kiefer Sutherland on it. <laughs> Mr. Ceiling? Yeah? Mr. Ceiling, R-M-R-F. <laughs> the correct command is R-M-R-F. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Ceiling, Mr. Ceiling. Go to ten. <laughs> the body isn't playing chess. I am playing chess. Yes, I mean I think that's or, or, or drafts, Mr. Smith. Drafts. Oh yes, drafts. Of course. Sorry, exactly. <laughs> drafts. Yes, we are playing drafts. Right. Um, Good catch, Bertie. See, that might make it through the edit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Uh... Oh my God! Right. It's breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's too powerful for us. <laughs> are you aware? Of the philosophical problem of Theseus's ship? I am not. Right. It's a lot like the philosophical problem of Trigger's broom, which is the version I'm more familiar with. Or is that some kind Why of. Why would a broom need a trigger, Bertie? Quite. <laughs> is that some kind of public school thing? This is so niche. Yeah. No, it's not. Only, fo- only, only fools and horses. I know. I know. Oh, sorry. Well, broom is. Right. I'm aware of I don't know what Theseus's ship is. I'm either. aware of the watchmaker's dilemma. Broom. I'm, I'm going to... These are all the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it's only like sugar babes. But as an edit... Explain it. What? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. You <laughs> get that. Oh, <laughs> you get the sugar babes! <laughs> that's... That's... That's Brin's like, touch point into the philosophical world is the sugar babes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That, I instantly remembered what Theseus' ship and Trigger's brain are. I just had the them in the right okay, place in my brain. Well, you say they're sugar babes, but I'm like, yeah. oh, now I remember. Yes, oh, it's, it's usually this, this world legit has Greek mythology in it, though, so yeah. it will still it's be like yeah, totally it ha- It's ahistorical. The sugar babes may exist. <laughs> but they're actually. Three babes. Bars. They're Three actually bars. babies made of sugar. They're, they're sugar, sugar elementals. elementals. They're sugar <laughs> elements. Yeah. They're just... oh, we, oh, we've vocoders. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Sugary babies with vocoders. <laughs> and that's what passes for music round here. <laughs> Shall we get this boat back on track? Yeah. Mr. Seeling, have you heard of the philosophical problem of Theseus's ship? <laughs> I don't think I have. One second. Have you heard of the sugar babes? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't help yourself, could you? We've all got places to be. No. <laughs> Lydia wants to play. He's laughing. We yeah, did a little laugh. Material feet. Outrageous. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous. <laughs> right, come on. I couldn't use that in it anyway. Come on. Oh, as if that's some sort of excuse. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, all. It's Helen here the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart.
Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.